according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Now a man was ill, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was ill. So the sister sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there.
When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how much he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One day, a pastor had been visiting a family as they were celebrating the birthday of a little five-year-old girl. When he got a call to visit a young mother who had lost her husband in a car accident, she had shut herself in her bedroom with the blinds pulled. She would not even respond to her own children. The pastor left the party as the children threw confetti at him. He brushed it out of his hair and from his coat as he walked to his car. He arrived at the woman's house and entered the darkened bedroom. He called her by name, but there was no response. He could faintly see her pitiful form lying motionless there on the bed. He tried to comfort her, but she was unresponsive. He reached out to touch her hand, and it laid lifeless in his. And after a few moments, he stood up and opened the blinds. Light flooded into the room. The woman blinked and just stared at him blankly. And as he opened his coat and reached for his prayer book, confetti suddenly fell all across the bed. And after an anxious moment, the pastor smiled and began to laugh. And that did it. First a smile appeared on the woman's face, and then she broke into quiet laughter. She reached out her hands to the minister as joy broke through her despair, and they prayed together. And her spirit was resurrected as she stepped out of darkness 
and back into the light. The story we just heard of Lazarus makes us all very much aware of our own mortality and how fragile life is. But it also gives us hope as we are reminded of Christ's promise of the coming resurrection. But today's scripture is more about death than resurrection. In fact, this story is really about our own mortal condition today, right here and right now. In his spiritual exercises, Ignatius of Loyola suggests that, that for each gospel message, we should put ourselves in the place of one of the characters and imagine how we might feel in those circumstances. Today, I'd like you to take just a few minutes and put yourself in the place of Lazarus. Can you imagine lying in a cold tomb, dead to everything? And then suddenly, hearing a voice shout out that said, Lazarus, come out. Even then, you're still surrounded by darkness, swathed in bandages. You still feel trapped. You feel frightened, unsure of what the future may bring, unsure of who is calling you. Now take a moment, think about your own life. What might be the equivalent to his tomb for you in the here? And now, is there a place deep within you where you spend time in darkness and in despair? A place where fear and uncertainty linger? A part of you where past sins have left open wounds, wounds that are still not healed? Are you unsure about your future? Putting ourselves in Lazarus' place can show us the imperfections of our life and make us long for a new spiritual a new spiritual freedom. A close encounter with death can shock any of us into appreciating life. A serious illness, loss of job, the end of a relationship, they can all remind us of what makes life worth living. The division, violence, and craziness of our world should challenge us to reassess our priorities and renew our trust in God's divine providence. The three readings on this last Sunday of Lent they all fit together beautifully as they tell us of a death yielding away to new life. They each challenge us to live our lives to the fullest. In our first reading, the prophet Ezekiel gives hope to his countrymen who are in exile as they are on the brink of despair. They seem like the walking dead. Their temple is destroyed. The land is wasted. They find themselves slaves in a foreign land. The imagery he gives us is that of dead bodies. And yet God opens their graves and makes them rise from the dead. And he then says that he will place his spirit in them so that they may live once more. His words are designed to comfort and reassure the people that God has not abandoned them. He urges them to look beyond their sins and their struggles for a new life, a new future, a future where God promises them a life filled with the Spirit of God. And in our second reading, St. Paul reminds the Romans that the power of God's Spirit will give life to their mortal bodies. He implies that this new life is not something that will only happen on the last day, but is happening right here and right now. He encourages them to fully live now according to the Spirit. He tells them and us, the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. 
And as such, it is God himself who dwells within all of us who belong to Christ. We know that Jesus was a close friend to Martha and Mary and their brother. And when they sent that message that day, it simply said, Master, the one you love is ill. And when he got there, of course, Lazarus was already dead. And when Mary saw this, she cried out as she was overcome with grief. And when Jesus saw her terrible sorrow, he was moved and broke down in tears. And the people there remarked, see how much he loved him. But my friends, Jesus did not just cry for the death of a close friend. He shared in the anguish of everyone in the face of death. He shared in the pain all of us, of all of us who suffer, and all of us do suffer in some way. Brothers and sisters, remember this. Every one of us is the one that Jesus loved. Jesus weeps for each of us. The raising of Lazarus is not just the story about a bringing a man back to life. It's a powerful symbol of a new life that all of us can undergo when we fully submit to Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. We can rise from the death of sin to a life bathed in the love of God. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus tells us. Whoever believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. In saying this, Jesus is not only affirming that life goes beyond the grave, but also that the life he offers begins here and now for all of those who accept him and embrace his teachings. And when we center our life in Jesus, we begin to die to sin and selfishness. We begin to live for others, and Jesus is glorified in us. This is what it means to rise in glory with him, even now, even here today. During the season of Lent, the church invites us to die to ourselves. It's the only way for Jesus to become our life and our resurrection. If we repent and believe, we will see that Jesus loves each one of us just as he loved Lazarus. And he is calling you and I out of death today and into new life. And faith is the key. When Martha is asked if she believes, she answers in a most magnificent way. She said, yes, Lord, I do believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come, has come into the world. My friends, today, Jesus is not just rolling back the stone for Lazarus. He's throwing open the blinds for us. He wants us all to be bathed in the life of God's truth of God's love. He's not just calling Lazarus to a new life. He's calling each one of us as well. He wants us all to know he weeps with us during our depression and our struggles. But he also wants us to be filled with the Spirit. He wants us to know the peace and joy that only he can offer us. And when we get to Easter, yes, he wants us all to laugh, maybe even throw a little confetti to hold hands and to celebrate the great joy of the resurrection.